Pilots have seen things most people will only dream of. Your host, Jeff Lively, has had his fair share of time in the sky and has plenty of stories to tell. Here on Leaders of Aviation, we're speaking with others in the aviation industry to get their insight and inspiration. Together, we'll gain knowledge to pursue our goals. Life's a journey. Enjoy the flight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for joining us on another episode for the Leaders of Aviation podcast. Today, I have an incredible guest with us. She is also known as the Flying Princess. She is an entrepreneur, a published author of the book, You Look Like Me, and last but not least, a certified commercial pilot. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe people aren't tired of my story yet. <laughs> right so this is i you know i've i listened to uh, uh i know previously you had done an episode with uh, um uh justin at with a pilot the pilot and um yes. you know great episode and you know, obviously um you have a lot going on and i'm excited to dive into <laughs> what you got going yes yes let's do it <laughs> first before we get to that let's go ahead and take take us back to a young Laura. So as you were growing up, you know, what, what was it that really sparked your interest in aviation and um, I guess entrepreneur journey as well? Wow. I had no interest growing up in aviation because I wasn't around aviation like that. And even when I was um, like my grandfather worked for Air Jamaica um, I didn't even really know his job. I just know he used to meet us at the plane and, you know, he's a white old man. So I never thought about doing anything with that, <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> um, and I mean, I like to travel, but I still never considered being a pilot or even a flight attendant. I just, I don't know. It just never really like, oh, this is something I could do. And it wasn't until I was working at um, a car dealership and a flight attendant came in real cute young black spunky girl came in and she was just uh, my whole personality my whole vibe and I was like oh my god I just love you and I asked her the same questions you asked all flight attendants oh my goodness how do you love it where have you been and she was like Laura I think you would be great at this like I love your personality I will help you through the interview process and I'm like who me really <laughs> I'm like you sure I'm like oh I do love to travel so uh you know I'll give it a go um, went through the process, got hired on with Delta, and I loved it so much. But then, of course, you know, in true Laura fashion, I started to get just a little bored and like, okay, what am I going to do next? I have to do something next. Like, I have a degree. Like, what can I use my degree? I know there's other opportunities at Delta that I could probably do. And um, about two years in, I started looking into the flight deck and asking the pilots, like, how do they like it? And the number one thing they always said is like, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of debt, but yeah, go for it. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. I was like, I'll see. I'm, I'm just still working it out because I really don't like that. And then the Lord put it right in my face. And I walked into a flight in Detroit and there she was, the only black female captain at Delta. I've been there what, a good two, three years now and never saw a black female pilot at Delta, let alone a captain. I'm like, 
oh my God, there's a captain here, a Delta that's black. Oh, this is a sign from God. Oh my God, I can do this now. If she could do it, I know I can do it. So I'm going to go ahead and do my discovery flight and get it going. And that's my story to loving aviation. <laughs> I love that. that. That's awesome. So you were in another industry entirely and God mm-hmm. placed that flight attendant coming in that to come in that yes. that one day. <laughs> yes, my dad is a mechanic. So I've always been around cars and him working on cars. So me working at that dealership, it felt like home. You know, it was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this is something I'm used to. It's just what I've been around and what I was comfortable with. So yeah, no, that was definitely God just keep placing people in my life for representation. Just because, I mean, that's all I have to do is see it. I really don't even know how need to know how they got there. Once I see that they look like me, it's like, oh, I can do this. Good. <laughs> like me. Hey, we're into that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So you mentioned earlier that you that you have a degree. So you know, where where did you go to school and and what for? Um. So I went to the University of West Georgia in Carrollton. Um. My degree ended up being after four major changes in economics and a minor in psychology. Okay. Okay. So I started in business because I was like, I'm going to be a boss. I want to be somebody's manager. I'm going to work corporate and I can travel. You know, I'm like, I'm going to travel to all these places, make business moves and decisions. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea. But then I didn't like accounting. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to change this. And then my mom was like, well, Laura, you know, you should try to be, you know, maybe a nurse. My mom really wanted to be like a nurse, lawyer, doctor, like the usual careers. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try. So took a few biology classes and I was like, wow, someone's really going to die on my watch. I have to change my major. I'm just not into this. (laughs) So I changed it from that to psychology. And then I really liked psychology, but I was like, wow, I think I'm going to be broke if this is, you know, what I graduated. I just don't see a lot of money being made in this field. So then I changed it to economics. I'm like, oh, you know, economics is like business and um, you didn't have to take accounting to get a BS in economics. And then I was just like, and this is something I'm good at and I feel like I can do long term. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up with economics and a minor in psychology. <laughs> what I'm hearing is you were, I guess, um, just like the rest of us, like a, a typical college student, not knowing what you wanted to do, just kind of feeling out things and finally I guess, landing on economics. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And I still didn't have idea. I, well, actually, when I got my degree, I'm like, parentals, this is um, something I'm good at. I'm getting you the degree. And then once I give you this degree, I'm going to figure out what I really want to do because I don't know if I want to do economics long term. Like, I don't know if that's, I'm not excited about it, but I feel like I'm good enough in it, you know, where I could get a job doing it. But I just wasn't really excited about it. So, yeah, I, I, strongly recommend people figuring out their passions and what they enjoy doing and then try to find a career or try to find you know a major that caters to that for sure I I wasted a little bit of money doing all that jumping (laughs) right accumulating some of that student debt that we all love (laughs) right right exactly sure I I have a similar uh I guess story I I also went through uh, multiple um, you know, majors. I, I went through the uh, meteorology, nursing, business, uh, <laughs> all over the place. Right. Um, before finally landing on aviation. But anyway, so oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, after you graduated, so is that when you started working at the car dealership? Um, I was, well, yeah, kind of. I was a server for a while. 
And then uh, once again, I had worked with my dad. And then upon working with my dad, you know, a lot of his clients and friends really liked me being there. So one day they came to my restaurant and was like, Laura, we're hiring at, you know, our Mercedes dealership. We would love for you to come and work there. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. Okay. And they pretty much handed me the job there (laughs) just based off of knowing me working at my dad's shop for a little bit. Very cool. Very cool. And Mercedes. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, yes, just the average car. Yes, I know. I know. No, it was a good dealership. It was a very, very nice, prestigious dealership. It was where I, I would want to be for a dealership. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. So talk a little bit about when that flight attendant walked in. You know, what what was the vibe that y'all kind of connected on? You know, why why was it such a strong connection? I mean, you literally, you know, you don't really hear, hey, I changed my entire career in one day because of a one person, like an interaction with one person. Right. Um. Well, I mean, honestly, like she really just was my age. She looked nice. She looked so cute in her uniform. And we just hit it off with a conversation. Our conversation, we were laughing, talking, joking. Like, like I said, like we really had the same kind of personality. And she was just, and when she brought it to my attention and said, you should apply, I think you would be great, is when I think the light bulb went. I'm like, oh I, I okay I can do this if you're doing it you know like I've never met another black flight attendant um until this point like I just and that was my and if I had seen one I never talked to one so it was my first time talking to one up close and personal and you know when you just have that same common ground with someone it's just it's much easier to see yourself in that space for sure okay okay love mm-hmm. that um so, so with, with being a flight attendant, right? So when, when you finally decided, you know what, I'm going to go all in, you know, what, mm-hmm. what did that, uh, what did the hiring process look like? You know, cause I've heard it's not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Um, the hiring process, it was a video interview first. And then once you pass the video interview, then, um, I believe they schedule you right for your face-to-face interview. Then when you do the face-to-face interview, you're with a group of people. So you'll do like a, you know, group activities and they will tell you a little bit about the company. And then you'll go into your one-on-one with the HR personnel and a flight attendant. And they'll ask you questions and, you know, scenario-based, name and time when. And then if they like you, you know, they'll call your name before you leave and then whoever's name get called there, they get the job. Wow. And mm-hmm. do you know how many applicants were in that same pool that you were in? And then obviously you made the cut. Right. Right. Now I'm, I feel like the day I went, it was like, a um, it wasn't many people cause it was bright and early. Uh, it was probably 40 and I think they called five of us. Wow. That's right. awesome. That, that's, that's incredible. You know, out of 40 people, they, they were like, Hey, you know what? You stood out. You're the one that we want. That that's cool. That's very cool. So now, yes. now, now you were accepted into the program, right? So mm-hmm. what, what, what did that training look like? Oh Lord. <laughs> it was like, uh, it was a six week, six to eight week um, training. And it's like a test every day, studying, 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 learning doors, learning emergency procedures. Because most of the training is about if the what if, if something was to happen, how will you get the passengers off safely? It's all about safety. So it's 
they don't train us anything really about passing out cokes. You learn that on the job. <laughs> but everything else is straight. How to open doors, how to get people out, telling them what to do. Um, if somebody passes out, how would you handle it? And it's test after test after test. And then you have to score, a, I believe, I think you had to have an A average. They keep changing it, so I'm not sure. But I scored 90s and above on all my tests. So I, I feel like it had to be average out to be an A or like an 88 or something okay. out of all your tests. So if you got, let's say, an 87, they, they would have said, okay, thanks, but goodbye. Yeah, you get the boot. Mm -hmm. If you're average, yeah. If you didn't average what they needed, the, what your average had to be, yeah, you, you kicked out immediately. Same day. That, that's pretty strict, but I mean. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Very, very strict. If you do bad on the door or you don't do the door correctly, say the correct commands, you get like maybe two chances and then it's like, oh, sorry, you didn't make the cut. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Right. Uh, right. So was this training, um, Delta is Atlanta, correct? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so, you know, what what was living in Atlanta like for, for those, uh, you know, couple months? Yeah, well, they. I mean, I live in Atlanta, so, but they put us in hotels and you're, it's easy, it's not going to say it's easy, but it's nice that you're in the hotels and you're around people that are all doing the same journey with you, you know, so you have a lot of help. Um, a lot of people to talk to, get feedback, study with, like you always make, a, everybody makes a best friend or you are going to make at least one person that's going to be a lifelong friend. We all have them. <laughs> Every single person has made a best friend there. So, I mean, and it's really, it's just really nice going through that. And everybody's so excited and so excited to be working for Delta, the Delta, the best airline. <laughs> and, you know, you're just happy and everybody's just full of life and happiness. It's just pure happiness throughout there. Happiness and then nervousness, of course, because you're like, oh my God, stress. Am I going to pass this test? Like, how am I going to do? You're just anxious. And then once you make it all the way through, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. So out of those five, did, did, did everyone make it? Huh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a really good question. The five that got hired with me. Um, oop, I do know one of the girls. Yes, we were in the same class together. Yeah, she made it all the way through. She, I believe she's still a flight attendant. Um, the other ones, I don't know. I don't remember them. Cool. I don't think we had the same training class. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I was just curious, um, you know, cause I know, I know the training is, as you were mentioning, strict and, um, you know, something that is, uh, uh not easy to do. So. Um, yeah, no people in my class definitely didn't make it. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yes. No. I know you probably have a plethora of stories that you can mention, but what, what is <laughs> one crazy flight attendant story that you have? Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're i don't know you're gonna have to come back to that one because i can't say too much <laughs> gotcha. okay okay yeah well we, we can we can uh, for sure come back to that one so you've been a flight attendant now for two years and uh you know as i guess we all kind of get into a routine and man what's next you know what what is something that i can pursue and challenge myself again and 
uh, you started asking the pilots, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on? You know, how, mm-hmm. how is the life? And, you know, obviously money was a big part of it in, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what pilots can make and right. Mm-hmm. what are those those first interactions like because i guess you had never really thought about flying until you were a flight attendant so you know what that 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 transition phase when did that start happening um that started happening when i was deciding what else i was going to do at delta did i want to keep being a flight center or did i want to explore other special assignments that they offer um and then you know seeing how well the pilots get treated and you know passengers say bye to them like we didn't help them the whole flight and i'm like you know what i want to be said bye to okay (laughs) i want people to thank me when they leave the flight so (laughs) let me go and talk to the pilots and see how can i get in there and um you know like i said i just ask questions question different pilots um it was pretty much the same general consensus um but it really wasn't until i met um the black female captain stephanie johnson hey (laughs) it wasn't until i met her that i really felt like it was something i could actually do and i needed to just put away any fears and go do my discovery flight so um there wasn't really any interaction that really made me like go for it until I saw Stephanie Johnson. Love that. And when you saw Stephanie, was it like, you know, did you run up to her and was like, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do. You know, what, 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 what was that like? Oh my God. Me and the crew were so excited and so happy. We, we did run up to her like, Oh my God, we're working on our first black female captain. We took pictures. I have so many pictures and we're just looking so like, Oh, <laughs> in the photos like I was seven feet are so cute we were literally like kids in a candy store and I was like oh my goodness this is a sign from God I was thinking about doing it, but now I'm definitely gonna do it and that was it <laughs> That's awesome. That's I might have awesome. had I might have asked her some questions but um probably nothing serious probably just said how do you like it when did you start and uh-huh. you know like wow how long have you been at delta it's like wow oh my god you've been all these years i can't believe i'm just now hearing about you and seeing you like this is so epic it, it was one of those interactions where you were so excitedly nervous that you forgot the conversation but you know you had it <laughs> yeah yes yes like i was i was on a total high like <gasps> i i mean I was just, it was just crazy to me. It was insane to see. It was just like one of those things when you see something for the first time that you didn't even know you needed to see. I didn't even know I needed that. I didn't know that seeing a black female pilot would make me want to be a pilot. I love but that. then it brings me back to, well, seeing a black female flight attendant made me want to become a flight attendant. Right. And it just really shows how important representation is for me and probably a lot of other little girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Once you saw Stephanie, you mentioned, so now, now you scheduled your discovery flight. Mm-hmm. What was that first instance, instance like when, when, when you went up? Oh my goodness. My discovery flight was so fun. It was so exciting. I was like, I cannot believe I've been a flight attendant all the time. <laughs> like it's only been two, three years. I can't believe I subjected myself to this. This is what I should have been doing because I've always um love to do adventurous stuff like you know I like whitewater rafting skydiving um anything fun and exciting I'm there for it like I love a good thrill 
Like at one point I wanted to be a race car driver, <laughs> but my mom prayed against that. She really did. She was like, I don't want you to do that. I'm like, but mom, I love speeding. <laughs> like, this is my thing. <laughs> You're so, an uh, adrenaline junkie. Yeah, dread, yeah, ad- definitely an adrenaline junkie. So, um, yeah, when I went up for that discovery flight, I was just like, oh my God, this is so exciting. I can totally see myself doing this. And the rest was really history. And I mean, and after doing that, is where my book came into place because now I'm irritated that I didn't know this from before. Like I could have been making all this money at 21, 22 years old (laughs) if I would have known sooner. So now out of anger, well, not real anger, but you know, like parentals, like why didn't you guys show me before? But they didn't know. They didn't know anybody in aviation. I mean, other than, you know, my grandpa and working for Air Jamaica in Jamaica, but you know, they didn't even know like this was a thing or that uh, their little daughter would want to be a pilot, you know, because we're still in that mentality that men are the pilots, uh-huh. women are the flight attendants. So even when I got a flight attendant, mommy didn't even, or my dad didn't think nothing about me becoming a pilot. Like that was so far removed. And as soon as I told them I want to be a pilot, they're like, oh my God, that's like being a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> call <Bye>. me Dr. Bay. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, with that is where my frustration came. And then I created the book because I was like, maybe if there was a book when I was in school, um, I would have known sooner that I want to become a pilot or that this was even something that, you know, could be brought to me. And I had to create the book for little girls because I wanted to give them the head start that I don't feel like I had. So that's where my book, You Look Like Me, came from. I love that. And, and, you know, that, that's something too that, you know, I've asked other entrepreneurs too. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, I asked them, you know, what's one thing that you could change if anything? And they always say, I wish I would have started sooner. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's, it's so crazy that you can, you know, get your private at what, 17 and solo at 16. Like what? And I'm doing it at 30, huh? <laughs> Never, right? The best, the best time right. to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Right, 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 right. Love it. Right, everything happens for a reason. I know this is the time that I'm supposed to be doing it, but geez, it would have been nice to be making money sooner. <laughs> Absolutely. Money always helps, right? With, right. You know, that could have helped with flight training, too. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk, let's talk about the book. Um, you're, you're a published author. To, you know, writing a book is not easy. People think, oh, you know, you write a book. That's so easy. It, it takes, it's such a disciplined effort that right. you know, I think people don't realize. So, you know, talk, talk how first, you know, when you came up with that idea, like, hey, I should write a book. And then two, you know, how you disciplined yourself to do so. Okay, so when I came up with the idea, I was like, I want to put something in the schools for the kids. Um, So I created the idea. Let me do a book. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be too like, you know, like a novel or anything. I just want it to be something short, cute images into the point. So I was like, I want it to be a children's book. So I personally don't like writing. I am not a writer. I do not care to write. Um, but I have a lot of friends and family that loves writing and like, that's their thing. So I do have a co-author, Aliyah Abdur-Rahman, and she is a literature, um, that was her major at at Spelman. So 
I called her up and I was like, you know, do you want to be a part of this project with me? I want to get these books in and just like a short, cute 10 page, if even that book, um, straight to the point on the flying princess, which is, you know, my story. And I want to create more books about the careers that women are in that we just don't see, or we don't know. And I just want it to be a whole thing so that little girls can see the different things they can be that might not be in their community or really shown to them because their own parents just don't simply don't know about it. So I hit her up and she said, she was like, oh, you know, I would love to let it be a part of it. And she wrote it in a day. I mean, when writing's your thing, it's just your thing. So I did a lot of the editing and, you know, reading it over again, seeing what I liked, what fit, we changed words up and just like a lot. It was a, a huge collaborative effort. Awesome. Love that. And mm-hmm. when, as, as you were writing it too, or more so or less like reviewing it as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, how many alterations did you have to make over? Cause essentially what I'm gathering is writing your own book is kind of like running, not kind of, it is running your own business. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, cause I had to portray the message that I wanted to portray and it had to mimic what I felt like my journey was and what it was missing. Um, And it was a lot of editing because, I mean, some of the words she used, I mean, I had to be like, well, you know, these are kids, so we might need to change this word so that it's just not so so much of a hard read, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but I still wanted to be written eloquently. Like, I mean, I just had like a lot of ideas and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth with certain pages with family members, with friends, like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And um, it lasted months. Like, I mean, I had, I had did about oof, roughly eight or nine copies of the book before it looked the way I wanted it to look. <laughs> like, it was not, I was like, oh God, okay, this is it. I'm about to launch the book. And it come like, oh, hate this. I don't like this part. Okay, we got to change that. And then I'll order another one. And I'm like, oh God, I didn't see this. We got to fix that. Like, it was a lot. So what it was a lot. With with the so for instance, like the cover, right? What what were your thoughts like um with with how many changes that you wanted to see and, and when you ultimately came to the final product? Oh, the cover was pretty simple. I went to um my illustrator, Taylor Hill, and we uh, went to high school together. So we just kind of talked and I told him, I was like, I wanted to be a little girl looking up at a pilot and I want them to kind of look similar. Like it's this like the older version of her and I want a plane flying above. Literally it was exactly what I asked for the first drawing. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So what you see is literally like the first thing I told him what I wanted. He drew it out. I was like, that's it. That's it. (laughs) What exactly what I'm saying. That's perfect. That's exactly. I just want a girl looking up and I want her to be like in amazement, like, wow, you look like me. Love and that's what I got. Very cool. So and and the words in it, I mean, he just drew up the pictures based off the words. And that's really what you see in the book, like the first go round, maybe one or two pages was like, oh, we can I want it to look more like this. But based on the words and where the story was going is how he set up the imagery. Gotcha. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit too about your, um, about your flight training. You know, you started, you know, how fast did you go from, from not that it's a race, but you know, how fast did you go from, from private to commercial? Hmm. 
Well, I got my private um, in 2019. And I got it and I wanted to get into the program at Delta. And then that February, I applied for a scholarship because I wanted I wanted scholarship money to pay for my instrument. So then I ended up getting my instrument in 2020. And then in 2021, I think I ended up getting my commercial because I had to build so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't rushing because, you know, the pandemic happened and I had took the leave off of work and I, you can't get, I couldn't get past a commercial in order to get into this program at Delta. So the program at Delta guarantees you a job upon completing your hours. But if you go past commercial and get your um, multi or your CFI, then you have to go through the advanced route. And in the advanced route, if you get into the advanced, you get a guaranteed interview, not a guaranteed job at the end of your training. Interesting. Okay. So I really wanted the guaranteed job <laughs> up front. versus on the tail end so I kind of like just drag drag the commercial out just a little bit so now I mean I got my commercial yeah last year and um they announced that they were going to I mean even after the pilot to pilot podcast uh the propel team reached out to me and told me that they were going to announce um opening it back up in February so you know that to let me know it's coming and to wait because I was like you know I can't wait too much longer because I have my writings all done and they expire this year like in May. Yeah, they need to hurry up. <laughs> right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, so they started it. I applied. Cross fingers. We'll say another prayer before we get off. And <laughs> do it. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because now I'm gonna do interviews all over again to tell people how I got into the Propel program. I can't. I can't wait. I hope it happens. (laughs) Propel is listening. Um, This is a uh, call to action. Please. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Call to action, please. We are watching you propel. (laughs) Love it. So, um, you know, also, I think I noticed on your uh, Instagram profile, it says advanced instrument certified ground instructor. Yes. So I had took all my written Every written that I needed in like one month. Oh wow! <laughs> yes. So and I so I didn't know that all you had to do was take the writings, you know, to become a ground instructor. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's perfect. I can do that. So I mean, right before my I went to for instrument training, I did my instrument, my ground instrument, my advanced, the FOI, the CFI, and CFII. So that's why I said they're all expiring the same month <laughs> because I took them all the same month at the same time. And then that's how I got it. You just, you had to take those um, written exams and apply at the FISDO. Okay. And mm-hmm. are, are you currently working on, on your flight instructor rating? I am slowly, but surely. Um, I am. I am. I have to get more focused on it right now because I want to get it as soon as I get into Propel. I want to just go for it because I can't get it really before. But right now, I'm kind of, since I submitted my application, I can just go for it. But you have to be at one of their partner schools. Oh, okay. So that's like, I know. So it's like one of those things like, okay, I can do it, but then I have to be at a partner school. But if I don't get in Propel, I don't want to waste the money at their partner schools when I could do it, you know, for a cheaper rate with somebody else. Right. Okay. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that obviously makes sense. You know, anywhere that we could save a dime or a nickel. Is, uh, you know, I'm trying to save a dime, please. <laughs> absolutely. So with going through your flight training, you know, what, what has been one of the more memorable moments that, that you've had? Ooh, let's see. Ooh, I, oh, there's been a few. Um, I really love spin training. <laughs> that really got me excited again <laughs> adrenaline junkie yes <laughs> i know go figure i love spin training oh my god that was so fun i mean we did it over and over again i'm like oh can we do it again can we do it again like and i caught on really quickly and it was oh i just love that um i love the aerobatic training i did a um aerobatic flight that my bestie Mel paid for for my birthday because I was thinking about doing aerobatics, which aerobatics is still on the table. It's just very expensive. So if you're not going to make a career out of it or, you know, have the discretionary income to do it, you know, like it's just I can't do that right now with what I'm trying to do. That would have to be after I get into the airlines and I'm making my big bucks and I'm just doing this on the side. (laughs) But yeah but the flight alone like the discovery flight for that was oh my goodness I was like this is so exciting like I cannot believe this is a thing I can't believe people really do this and get paid to do this this is so much fun that's awesome yeah cool so um let's kind of uh shift focus back to to your book so you know when, when you first got it published you know what what was the uh uh the the initial feedback that you were getting um honestly it's been nothing but positive feedback like I just I did this out of you know I said frustration and just like I wish I had this I'm just gonna I just want this in the schools I don't really care about the money I just want my little girls to know that they can do this too and it became such a big thing like everybody's just like oh my god like this is just you know a phenomenal idea like yes we need this this is the representation we need we need more books like this and I didn't even really know there wasn't any books like that. <laughs> you know, like I just know I didn't see any books, but that wasn't to say there weren't any out there. And, you know, now I'm starting and now I mean, and, and probably because I'm just more aware now I'm, and I'm in the aviation industry, I'm seeing more aviation books and more people want to tell their stories through books. I've had people reach out to me like they want to write a book and tell their story like, you know, and I've helped. I, I give them all the knowledge I know about how to do it because I did it you know, all by myself as far as the publishing and the copywriting and the, you know, getting it out there, um, the illustrations, getting the illustrations done. So I know all the legwork it took to make it happen. So I've just been trying to help people out with, you know, also getting their stories because we can't have enough of these type of books, you know, whether it's a whole bunch more pilot books or it's other careers. Like I want there to be a whole career section in a library. I don't understand why they don't have that. Right. I feel like there should be a section in library dedicated to careers that boys and girls can do alike, you know, and just people telling their story and the careers they're in, like a career section. I mean, you know, they want us in all these careers, but all I heard growing up was doctor, lawyer, teacher, police right. officer, you right. know, and I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know anything about anything outside of that. And there's so many jobs outside of that that make so much money. Like, hello, I want to know all of them. <laughs> I want all my options <laughs> and, that, and that growing up and then finally getting into college like there's just you know most most kids have confusion you know as to mm-hmm. man, 
not that that's bad, you know, obviously college is an experience to learn a little bit more about yourself, but still like this book that you've created is changing lives that, you know, you don't even know that you've touched yet, but we'll see that, you know. And I hope so. I mean, I've done a lot of volunteer work. I've brought my books to like just, you know, and I just to bring to the kids to show the kids and explain, you know, my story. And, and I mean, even if I just help one out of 200 out of a thousand like that's one more than we had before you know and that's how I try to look at it like they might not appreciate and understand it right now but eventually one day they might see a plane find like oh we had a girl that came and talked about being a pilot I do kind of remember that you know like it might just be something they remember later down the line and consider it like you just never know the impact and you know how powerful your you know the representation you offer could be to the next generation so I just try to encourage everyone to you know do your part you know help the next generation in whatever way that looks whether it's just showing your face creating a book or just you know anything else that you can think of that will help them give them a head start in knowing what they want to do with their life for sure a lot of us are products of our environment you know absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, from, from publishing your book that, you know, with what are some of the opportunities that that have come from that, you know, with whether it's been uh, speaking gigs or whether it's been going to local school districts, you know, what, what are some of the things that, that you've, um, you know, been able to experience because of, of, of the book? Oh my goodness. It's been, it's been so much. So I, I was able to participate in literacy week. Didn't even know this was a thing. Um, it was for Cobb County. Um, Cobb EMC holds it every year and they just send all these authors out to the different schools in Cobb County to talk to the kids, talk about the book and, you know, just, you know, make something short and sweet, um, all day. That's all I did for like five hours a day. Um, three, I did three days, out of the week for um, three different schools. And I mean, it to see the excitement on the kid's face with the presentation, and I'm really not a presenter <laughs> and I do not enjoy public speaking, but I've been having to come out of my shell and just do it because it's, it's needed. You know, people need to hear me. They need to see me. They need to feel like they, they we have something in common, like they can relate to me, you know? Absolutely. And I, I think that I'm pretty relatable, you know, with just being myself at all times. <laughs> and I'm very silly and goofy and like to laugh. You know, I'm not the serious business person you would think like that's a pilot or, you know, a doctor or whatever that's, you know, presents themselves in a, you know, a nice way. I'm just myself. <laughs> I'm just always me. The, the authentic you. Huh? The authentic you. Yes, yes. I'm always the authentic me. Yes. I mean, I've I've gotten that. I've I went to Oshkosh. Oh my goodness, that was major. First time at Oshkosh. Um, I was invited by Lightspeed to present my book at their booth. Um, and I was invited by Red Bull to jump um to skydive with the Red Bull team. So that was super exciting. Like, oh, that was the highlight of my whole entire existence. <laughs> so that's, that's how I came to know you. I was also there and I was like, who is jumping out of this helicopter? <laughs> really? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> and I, know. I look you up and boom, instantly uh, just loved what you were doing and, and the things that you were and are doing for aviation. And um, 
it was awesome to see that too. How, how was that, by the way? Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Oh my goodness. It was phenomenal. Like I really felt like a fly on the wall, just like watching me do this. Like I felt it was an outer body experience. I was like, I can't believe I'm up here. It felt, it looked so surreal. It just didn't even look real up there whatsoever. I was just up there like, am I doing this? Am I really about to jump? I'm like, oh God, this is happening. Okay, yep, we're doing it. <laughs> cool it's it's freaking red bull right like ultimate adrenaline rush i know oh my god do you see how god just keeps putting stuff in place for me like i mean and red bull is all about adrenaline junkies and you know people doing off the wall stuff like i follow their page and i just like oh my goodness so crazy the things that people are doing i have to ask (gasps) did you drink a red bull before you jumped <laughs> oh my goodness did i i i don't think i did but i did take a picture with one. <laughs> oh man i was too nervous to literally drink or eat anything honestly like my nerve i was just so anxious and so excited like i didn't want to intake anything and then it messed me up for the jump i was just like no i'm not eating drinking like no no, nothing is going to mess this up for me. But I did drink afterwards. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that is good, right? You got to read what you lost. Um, right. <laughs> right. So for, I will ask, are you going to Oshkosh this year? I want to. I honestly um, haven't made any plans, but no, I plan on going. I definitely plan on going. It's just a matter of you know, setting up the hotel rooms and, you know, figuring out how I want to, you know, get there and stuff. I don't have any solid plans right now, but I definitely, most likely you'll see me there. (laughs) Most likely you'll see me there, sun and fun. And um, the all very first all-female air show happening in Oregon. Will you be there? What I didn't, I had no clue that was taking place. What? what oh my it, goodness! Yes. So cool. What? Um. I, I. I'm not sure if we'll be able to make it this year. We're we're we are for the first time. Uh. That we're an- announcing later on social media today, but we're gonna have a booth at um Oshkosh this year, and <gasps> would love to, be able to meet you there. Oh yes! Congratulations! But, That's amazing! Oh my goodness! Wow! Thank you. Thank you. But, <laughs> but, what what is talk a little bit more about that the, the all female uh, air show in in Oregon? Yeah, so they've been planning this um, for a while now. Uh, they originally reached out to me, oh, probably in twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen when I had my book, and then twenty twenty it was supposed to happen. Was it 2020 or 2021? Okay. The pandemic has me all messed up. So one of those years, whenever it was supposed to happen and the pandemic just started and they had to cancel it. And I was so devastated because I just couldn't wait. Like it's the very first all female air show is going to be all female performers. Yes. All female performers and fighter jets. I mean, the whole show is just going to be women empowerment you know, women supporting women, you know, they're going to be kids there, the airlines, like, I mean, super, super excited. So it got postponed. Thank God they didn't just cancel it all together. And so now it's happening this year, um, May 20th through the 22nd. 
<laughs> yes, yes, it's happening fast. So I'm super, 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 super excited to be a part of that. But um, it's ran by Oregon Airshows. I think that's the um, Instagram handle. So if you go on their Instagram, you'll see they're starting to post like the different women that they have coming to um, perform. So that is awesome. So cool. super excited. Yes, I, I can't wait. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I have to make a speech or something. Right. So I got to get that ready. <laughs> You've got Red Bull before you do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, tell us, Laura, what, what does the future look like for you? You know, what, what are some of your, what, what are some of your, you know, maybe, maybe three to five year goals? In my perfect world, I will get my, land my dream job with Delta because that is where it all started for me. And I would like it to end there, you know, with Delta um, as a captain in the flight deck. Um, I also want to continue. I'm, I have a book coming out, The Ooh. Flying Prince. Okay. Um, so my cousin is literally texting me about it right now because she's, I have a new author because I just, I want to give different people opportunities, especially people that are close to me and are the family because I just think it's important for all of us to bring each other up and help each other out. And, you know, my cousin also likes to write. And I, she was just like, Laura, would you mind if I wrote one of the books? I'm like, of course, go ahead, have at it. <laughs> you know, so she completely took on the flying prints. So that should be launching soon. Um, that's going to be the only one for boys and girls where I have the pilot thing. Everything else will be for women careers, um, careers women are in. Um, so I want to continue continue making books about the careers, um, continue talking to kids, continue just being the, one of the many faces of aviation. Um, I would love to get into aerobatics. I would love to, um, I don't know, be a part of Red Bull at some point. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just happy to be in the space and seeing where it takes me, but the only real goal right now like that is like I have to get there is you know with Delta so even if I don't get into this propel program I have to find another way that you know I build my hours and interview and get into Delta so awesome. that's first priority then everything else you know will just fall into place love it um so uh Laura if, if people want to connect with you follow you support you you know what what are some of those channels that they are able to do so Oh, well, you can follow me on Instagram at the period flying period princess, <laughs> or you can go to flyingprincess.com. And I also have you look like me books on Instagram. The handle should be under flying princess as well in my bio. Perfect. So yeah, anything from, you can pretty much find everything from my Instagram page. Awesome. Well, Laura, again, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I had a wonderful time talking with you. And yes. there was one leader, you know, so the 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 um, title of this podcast is The Leaders of Aviation. And I absolutely think you are a leader in the aviation industry. And what what is one leadership principle that you would have or that you would want to leave with the audience? Um. My number one thing is anything you say you're going to do, get it done. Be a woman and a man of your word. <laughs> you say you're going to do something, make it happen. You know, even if it doesn't happen today or tomorrow, just make sure you don't forget what you set out to do. You know, people 
that's what I feel like people look for in leaders is like, wow, you really did everything you said you were going to do. You follow through with it. You, you know, you didn't stop. You didn't give up. You didn't let anything discourage you. And that's really what it's about is not letting anything tear you down or get you down. Just finding another way to um, make it happen. Make your dreams come true. Awesome. Well, Flora, again, thank you for your time today. Uh, I had such a wonderful time and I do look forward to connecting in person very soon. Yes, you are more than welcome. Definitely got to see you in Oshkosh. Yes. <laughs> I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, this was so much fun. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for tuning into the Leaders of Aviation podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.